Welcome to Bow Talks, a podcast by Banking on Women, which is a student society at the University of Melbourne. We are dedicated to empowering, educating and encouraging our members in the financial and professional services industries. Bow would like to respectfully acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nations, who are the traditional custodians of this land, on which we will be recording this podcast on. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi everyone, my name is Angelina and I'm the Sponsorship Director at Banking on Women. I study the Bachelor of Commerce at the University of Melbourne and I'm now in my third year, so I'm about to graduate. Hello, my name is Shatakshi. I am in my first year of the Bachelor of Commerce, just recently joined Bo as subcommittee and yeah, I'll hand it over to Maddie now. Love to know a bit more about yourself and who you are and what your passions are. Yeah, definitely. Nice to meet you guys uh, via Zoom. My name's Maddie. I'm an analyst at City in their investment banking team. Uh, so I've been there for about seven months now. I just started as a grad this year. Uh, originally from Brisbane, so I've lived there the rest of my life and just moved down to Sydney for this role with City, which has been good. I guess outside of work, hard to say I have a lot of passions at this point, but I think, um, yeah, I love going to the beach and, and travelling prior to COVID, probably my main two things. Yeah, yeah, all the things that we can't now do. Exactly. <laughs> so, so can you tell us a little bit more about like what you studied in uni? Did you study in Brisbane? Um, and yeah, so like basically give us an overview of your career journey. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I did study in Brisbane. I went to the University of Queensland, started off pretty unsure, thought I was going to do law and really had no idea. Um, started studying business management because I just thought I'm would be a business person, didn't really know what that really meant at the time. But anyway, eventually did a finance course and realised that was something I was actually really interested in. So I swapped to study Bachelor of Commerce and kept on the Bachelor of Business as well. Um, So I majored in finance, uh, which is really good. And that sort of developed my interest in the field. But through yeah, through that, uh, like throughout uni, I worked at a call centre, which was really fun and a good way to make money throughout uni. But in my my second last year, I got a job at QIC, Uh, which is like an asset manager in Brisbane. So I worked in their investment management division for about a year part-time, which was really good. But I guess it sort of showed to me that I wasn't that interested in that field. Like I I liked working there. I liked the people, but the work wasn't something that I was passionate about. So that sort of sparked my desire to start trying out different jobs within finance to see what I actually really liked. And, um, yeah, so through that, I, I ended up working at Ernst & Young. I just did an internship there in valuations and modelling, which was good. I guess compared to investment banking, it's more on the diligence side of transactions. And, and it was really interesting, but again, not really 100% what I wanted to do. Um, and after that, I got an internship, a winter internship at Molis, And I did that for a month in winter 2018. And then I um, got the City Women in Banking Scholarship after that, which was that summer. So I did that and, and accepted a grad role after that. Awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, so I guess to help our listeners better understand the structure of an investment bank, could you perhaps give us an overview of the different divisions within investment banking, especially at City? And, you know, how does the work differ between the divisions? Um, what was your personal experience like in the different product groups? Just all about that. Yeah, sure. It can be quite confusing, especially from the outset. I know when I like when I first started becoming interesting, interested in banking, I um, I spoke to a family friend who worked in equity capital markets, and I 
thought that was investment banking and it sounded interesting, but I just had no idea what the difference between them was. So yeah, I can run you through how it works at City. Basically within investment banking, within our division called BCMA, we have investment banking and capital markets and corporate banking. So some banks keep them together. We just, we split them out. Um, capital markets specifically is like equity and debt capital markets. So they are what we call product teams and they, um, yeah, deal with issuing securities, whether that be equity or debt. Uh, and in investment banking, I guess you're more of a generalist um, across those products and across M&A as well, if that makes sense. So um, within City, we have five groups or five broad groups within investment banking. Uh, so real estate, power utilities and infrastructure, which is where I am at the moment. FIG, which is financial institutions group. Um, testing my knowledge now. Um, natural resources. Um, and general industrials, which is, um, I guess, sort of a catch-all for all the companies that don't fall into those specific buckets. And yeah, they all are. The work is quite different. Uh, you're working on similar stuff, like mergers, acquisitions, divestments, strategic review, um, and capital raisings as well. But yeah, it'll, it'll differ quite a lot. I guess what I do, I'm in infrastructure at the moment, and we do a lot of work with like, infrastructure funds, helping them buy or sell assets or portfolios um and we also help there's just not that many listed infrastructure companies i guess but if you go to a sector like general industrials you find mostly like smaller listed companies that you're helping and that obviously is different in natural resources you're helping sort of mines and assets like that and um yeah they're all quite different but the underlying work is is very similar that, that's really awesome um, I, I think it's pretty like it's really helpful from our perspective because I know a lot of people have this like broad un umbrella term of what investment banking is, but don't really know what that actually looks like. So yeah, that, even for me, that's that's really really helpful. Um, could you give give us a little bit of insight into what like a typical day in the life looks like for you? I know it's like obviously like pretty different because of COVID. So maybe give us an insight like pre and post COVID. Yeah, I was going to say that it is it does differ quite a lot. Um, I think at the moment working from home. It's a bit different, especially like when I interned at City, everything was in the office. And as I was leaving, we started first hearing about COVID and, and didn't really think it was a very big deal. But it definitely has changed the way that we work and even just your daily structure. I mean, there's positives and negatives to that. You can get up a bit later and you can do something at home when you have a break. But I think there's, it doesn't compare to being in the office and being around people. Um, so I'm running through a day in the office to start with. Generally, I'd get up around 7.30, get ready and walk into work. Um, I live pretty close, so luckily I can do that, which is a pretty good way to clear your head at the start of the day. Um, first thing I'd do would probably be run through my emails, check what's coming overnight, see if there's anything that I need to do sort of urgently that morning. Um, then you might have a read through the AFR or any news alerts that have come through overnight. Have a look at that. Um, maybe go get a coffee. It's normally not too crazy when you start. At the moment, we've been having team meetings every day or we're trying to. Um, we'll at least have one every second day. So just get together with your team and talk about what has to get done over the next few days. Um, and then you'll get stuck into it after that on your actual work, whether that be on a live deal where uh, once I've been on at the moment, it involves a lot of talking to clients and other advisors, sort of coordinating them to get stuff done, like Q&A or gathering information from them or helping a client with another smaller task that they've asked for or if you're doing marketing it might be just putting the next 
like the next steps into a marketing pack that you're putting together with your team. Yeah, so it's sort of normally a few hours of work. Um, go grab some lunch with someone else if you can, but normally it's pretty quick. Uh, work through the afternoon. Normally um, we do have quite a few meetings, um, if, especially if you're working on live deals. You have heaps of meetings with clients throughout the day. So I think yeah, that's changed a lot with COVID. Normally they're virtual at the moment. We sort of log on to Zoom a fair bit of the day and then, um, yeah, in the office, have dinner, usually at work, um, go down to the gym if possible and, yeah, finish off my work and make a list of things to do tomorrow if there's things left over. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds super interesting. Um, I guess we saw that you, you know, worked as a summer analyst before at City as well. So how have you found the difference in being a full-time analyst now in terms of workload, in terms of tasks you're given? Um, yeah, what's your experience with two of the roles? Yeah, it is very different. I guess it was a bit of a shock to me when I started um, in a good way. I guess you, when you're an intern, everyone wants to help you. Not that they don't now, but that's sort of the main goal is to give you little bits of work to just things that they know that you can handle. And if you want to test yourself, you can, but it's not, you know, nothing's ever going to be fully reliant on you. It's always going to be going through your analyst or your associate. Um, and you have a lot of help in that regard. I guess the biggest thing that changed when I came in as an analyst was that you just have so much more responsibility and that if you're putting together a piece of work, it sort of ends with you and it's on you if there's any issues with it. So it's not going up. Like other people may not have time to review it. So I guess that was the biggest thing, like taking ownership of something is mine and not waiting for someone else to check it. And, yeah, I think your interaction, you have a, a lot more interaction with clients and with um, other people in the team because it's not that sort of few-month period where where you're sort of temporary in the team. You know, you're there for at least a year depending on when you rotate and, um, yeah, everyone just sort of piles the work on you in a good way. So you get to work on heaps of different interesting stuff and, and really get stuck into it over the long term rather than just doing bits and pieces. Lovely. Yeah. Sounds like there's like good bits and uh, good bits and other bits to it. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned that you've only sort of been a technical grad for eight months, do you say? Yeah. That's right. um, awesome. So uh, can you sort of give us a little bit of an insight into what like a career looks like at City? Um, so I, I don't know how much you know about your own future or anyone <laughs> does for that matter, but um, I guess where do you see yourself in a year? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I find about investment banking, something that really appeals to me about it is how quickly you get up the curve and how quickly you learn new things in this job. So at the moment, even looking at the people who are a year ahead of me, I, I don't know how they're doing some of the things that they're doing and I, it's so confusing to me. But, I mean, I know that at that point I'll be able to do it too, hopefully. So I think, um, yeah, in the, I'll give you an example from the team that I'm in, um, which is infrastructure. So they do a lot of modelling um, it, it, it can be quite complicated. So at the moment I'm doing, like I'm helping out with some of that side, but more so the qualitative side and, and putting stuff together in presentations. So I guess next year I'd want to be building one of those on my own. That would be the main goal. So I think, yeah, as you get up the curve, you end up doing more of that side, depending on what team you're in. So I guess that's the main goal, but I'll still be an analyst then. So just hopefully working on heaps more deals. <laughs> That, what's awesome to hear is how you phrase that. It's like it's always a learning experience and you've you've learned so much and you know that you'll continue to do so. Yeah. Um, I know that's something that I personally really, really value a lot. Definitely. Yeah, it's crazy. You wouldn't realise how much you learn in only a few months 
like even comparing myself when I started to now, I've definitely picked up a lot. You sort of have to. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, kind of continuing on that theme of learning constantly, uh, coming out of the pandemic, there's always been heaps of change and heaps of things we've had to adapt to. And, you know, now we're seeing a huge surge in M&A activity. So how has that affected or perhaps changed your role? And how has that affected City Bank in general as well? It's been really good. Um, there's been so much interesting stuff happening. Um, like in my team is really the only one I can talk to, but there's been so much happening and it's almost, I almost can't believe how many interesting things I'm getting to work on. So I think it does come in waves. And a few years ago, you might've only been seeing, been seeing just equity raises as the only deals that companies were willing to do. So now I guess they're taking more risks. They're doing more interesting sort of strategic stuff. So you get to see that side of it. Um, obviously that comes with I guess you're busier and you have more on so there's positives and negatives but when you're starting out in your career I think the main goal is to work on interesting things and and have plenty to do you don't really want to be sitting around so it's definitely been a good thing I think everyone across the bank as well everyone's feeling that lift up in in things to do not necessarily things to do but interesting things to do um, and M&A activity in general. So it's definitely been a positive thing. I think everyone's spirits are up in that regard. I I can like attest to that as well. I did an internship in a restructuring team over over the summer because I thought that they would be really busy because of COVID. Um, And funnily enough, like being able to speak to the M&A team and they said, well, we actually were really busy and the restructuring team wasn't as busy as I think we initially anticipated. So it's really good to hear that everyone's I guess benefiting from this yeah you wouldn't think that you'd think after a pandemic restructuring would be the place to be <laughs> yeah um so just taking a little detour now I guess on, on your life I guess your life in the IB I know that there are a lot of misconceptions about working in IB so you know long hours um sleepless nights um and you mentioned that sometimes you have to like have dinner at, at work and stuff like that so I guess what do you see as the most rewarding and challenging parts of working in IB um, and are there actually any misconceptions about how maybe how difficult it is? Yeah, I think I think definitely about how difficult it is. Like um, when I was when I found out that I wanted like figured out I wanted to do investment banking, some people acted like it was rocket science and like I would never be able to, you know, figure it out. And they sort of wanted to do it since they were a baby and just seemed ridiculous. But coming into the job, it's not that hard. Like it's very doable. I think the hardest part can be it can be very demanding sometimes and. I think some of them, there's not so much misconceptions about that. The hours can be very long and I think you have to be ready for that. Um, but I also think there's massive amount, there's a massive amount of positives that come along with that as well because, like, you have to put in a lot of hours, especially during busy periods, but you also get what you put in out of that. So you get to the end of that and, and you've gained so much personally and professionally and um, you've built up a lot of character and, I guess you've built relationships with your team as well. Like you're not sitting there alone, punching through stuff. You're working with people on stuff. So, yeah, I think there is some misconceptions about it being, you know, all bad and really competitive and awful, but I haven't found that at all. I've found the people to be great and the environment's been really good. All the seniors are really supportive, but I think that's one thing you do have to sort of come prepared for if you're starting in investment banking. It's not going to be every night, but some nights you can have, yeah, quite a late night. Yeah, you don't really have weeknights, so to speak. Yeah, but it, it does vary, but it can be pretty busy. Yeah, 
but it's good to hear that some of those misconceptions are definitely, you know, not true. And uh, at the same time, there's no denying that it's a you know high high pressure, high intensity job. So how do you kind of um, try and maintain some of that work life balance? And do you have any tips to students going into maybe investment banking or other high pressure jobs? Yeah, I think it's important to try as much as you can to set some time aside for yourself. And I know everyone says that, but I find some weeks you won't be able to go to the gym or whatever, and other weeks you definitely can. Um, And just because other people are still at their desk doesn't mean you have to be. So for me, it's about bringing my exercise clothes to work every day. And the moment I get a chance, just hopping up, going to get changed and, and going downstairs to the gym. And then the other good thing is now that, COVID has happened, one benefit is normally after that you'll be able to go home and work from home rather than having to stay at work until you're absolutely finished everything you had to do. So, yeah, I think that would be the first thing, making time. It doesn't have to be going to the gym, whether it be just going for a walk outside or calling a family member or whatever you want to do. Put some time aside when you can. And the other thing is I guess whenever you do get spare time on the weekends or or whenever, really take advantage of that. And don't sit around expecting work to come in. Just take advantage of the hours that you have. And if you can get a whole day completely free, that's great. Or if not, just, you know, get up, get outside, go to your friend's place, whatever you want to do. And don't just sort of sit around waiting for work to come in. I think people can get stuck in that sometimes. That's awesome. Um, As we mentioned before, I'm in my third year now, so I'm graduating in like like two months awesome. um and tag she's in her first year yeah. so maybe like do you have any advice in terms of like uni maybe that would might differ from like between the two of us yeah i think um well as a first year i think the most important thing i would i would think of is try as many careers as you can obviously you can't jump in and, and work anywhere but if you have the opportunity to do some work experience or to just shadow someone in a different career definitely do it because I don't think I would have landed where I am and I am like, I think this is the perfect job for me, but I don't think I would have landed here if I hadn't tried some other things as well. So like if there's anything else you're interested in, just give it a go Um, because you know that whether it be this job or another job, whatever you want to do is there. So yeah, definitely try as many careers as you can and get as much insight as you can. And in your third year, I think we'll enjoy being at uni still and, and don't put too much pressure on yourself and still, you know, enjoy the uni lifestyle because it is pretty good. Um, and then obviously when it comes down to applications and everything, just, yeah, I think my biggest tip with that is try and get your, let your personality come through in your applications and in your interviews because, it, yeah, it's, it's really important to make sure that, you know, people get to see that side of you when they're thinking of, potentially hiring you and that you get to have a personal conversation with them to make sure it's a place that you want to work yeah that's really helpful I know hopefully you should actually found that helpful as well because yeah. I know I've been through like done my fair share of like applications and interviews and whatnot and uh, yeah it's it's always a tense process yeah it can be easy to get sort of really I, I know I was so nervous through any interviews that I did it's easy to get really sort of like caught up and and on the edge of your seat and just doing this prepared speech that you have, but like you need to be able to talk to people on a personal level. I think it really helps, goes a long way. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Is there anything you would have uh, done differently, I guess, if you'd have your time back at uni or something that perhaps you did and you thought that, you know, if you got the chance, you'd definitely do it again. That really made an impact uh, on your career choice in investment banking. 
Um, I think this is a bit bittersweet now. I'd say go on exchange because I missed out and I, I pushed it back and then ended up having internships instead. But that's something I really wanted to do. It doesn't have to be exchanged. Whatever the one thing that you wanted to do, just get out and do it. And then, yeah, one thing that I did, I guess I did do is go out and try heaps of different jobs. So that would be something I'd really recommend. Um, yeah, and just make the most of the uni holidays, I guess. That would be a big thing. Um, I want to think of anything else. I think that pretty much sums it up. Cool. Um, I guess my uh, like a question that I'm kind of like interested in um, is the type of person that suits the investment banking environment. Like, is there some to put in economics terms, like a production function that can produce certain people who are suited for this type of job? Because I, I can, like, it's obviously not cut out for everyone. Yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a bunch of things that it's really good to have these sorts of characteristics that will make you adapt well to this sort of job. Um, but it's also really important, I think, for the whole company to have people who are really different working across it. Like that's one of the things that I have loved, like working with people who are all so different and not just cookie cutters of each other. Um, like we try and hire people who have not just finance backgrounds and are doing different things as well because it just makes you a more interesting group of people if you can talk about different things. But in terms of actual characteristics that I think would help you thrive in this kind of environment, I think you have to like a fast-paced environment and enjoy, well, not necessarily enjoy, but work well under pressure um, because, that, yeah, that, that does happen when there's tight timelines on things and, I think if you can adapt well to that and you sort of thrive under that, that's ideal. Um, attention to detail is another thing, um, something that I didn't have as much when I started and I think it's something I've had to pick up on. <laughs> so, yeah, I think if you can, to the extent you can work on that, it helps a lot. And I think the main thing is being someone who's not afraid to just give something a go. Some of the feedback I've gotten is it's really good if you can just give it a go because people above you are busy and they're working on probably more than you're working on. So even if it's wrong, if you can just put pen to paper and give it a go, it's a lot easier for them to mark it up than it is for them to start fresh. So I guess that's the main thing, not being afraid to just start without too much direction. Uh, awesome. No, I, I just like as, as sort of as we wind down, um, like are, are there any recommendations you have sort of just for people who are interested in applying for investment banking? Um, like are there resources out there? I know that I think there's like a, a bunch of websites that give you like mock investment banking questions but you know do you have any tips for people applying yeah those are really good those mock questions i think i know there was one flying around when i was interviewing that was like 400 iv questions i looked at that too <laughs> yeah that like scared the life out of me when i saw it um you don't need to know the 400 that's something i wish someone told me the advanced ones that you're just not going to get asked in an interview I think, yeah, have a look at those sorts of things, those basic questions that you will get asked at any bank that you interview at. So being across the basic accounting questions and the technical stuff is important. But the biggest thing that helped me was talking to other people in the industry. I had, like, from Brisbane, no one really knows what investment banking is. So I had one friend who was, like, a friend of a friend who worked in investment banking, and I reached out to him and was so he was so helpful like telling me how the interviews are structured and what was good about each bank and helping me just navigate the whole interview process. So to the extent that obviously if you're in this society, you have people who pro have probably gone through a similar thing to you a year before. And if it's a similar situation um, to mine, 
I have been so happy to help people out this year because I got so much help when I was interviewing. Um, so I found that helpful, just understanding what's happening in the general market. And he was able to tell me what sort of deals he was, not he was working on, but he had worked on and that were happening so I could look into them and talk about them in my interview. So yeah, that's the biggest tip. If you have anyone to reach out to, don't be shy because I'm sure they got the same help from someone who went through it before them. No, that's that, that same. I can't like second that enough. I've honestly been asking all the like society members that I've I'm friends with um, to tell me about like pretty much anything. Um, and no, like no question is a stupid question because I remember like starting uni, being like, "What is a big four? Like, what, 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 like, what is that?" <laughs> and everyone just sort of expects you to know. And yeah, but no, like talking to people um, is the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final question. This is something I guess a bit more like a different question, but it's something that we ask a lot of our um, like podcast guests. But if, has there been anything that you're like reading, watching, listening to, that you've been enjoying lately that you'd like to recommend? Yeah, this is a hard one. I'm not a big, like I, in my spare time, I don't really choose to read books at the moment. It's just not like, I just need to sort of get away from all things like that. Um, but I, like sometimes on the way into work, I'll listen to a news podcast. It's a general one. Um, they have heaps of them on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever. It's a good way to catch up on what's happening in the world outside of finance because it's easy to get sort of sucked in and only read the AFR when you get to work. But I found that good to catch up on what's happening in the rest of the world yeah and other than that i'm not very helpful on this question i try and not look at a screen when i'm not at work that's very fair <laughs> um well yeah just thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today i'm sure our listeners will really appreciate the help especially because investment making is like everyone's pretty keen on it um yeah so thank you for your time today oh no worries at all it's great to talk to you both thanks maddie thanks thanks Thank you for listening to another episode of Bow Talks. Please do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Banking on Women. Thank you, everyone. Bye.